0: Tonight on Whiskey Waffle... Did you just vibrate
1: when you talked about my gear? I get excited talking about your gear, Ted. We've basically gone from ABC to SBS.
0: Um, We won't make it to commercial just yet.
1: It's the whiskey equivalent of um, barbecue shapes.
0: That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Begin at the end and end at the beginning.
1: The bum end of the evening.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Tell you what, if we um if we record intros at the end of the evening,
1: then yeah. people are going to think we're sloshed just at the very start of the episode. Are All we? Right. Are we not usually sloshed at the start of an episode?
0: It does get increasingly more sloshed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do a quick intro then. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost it, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome to Whiskey Waffle, people. Welcome to another podcast to fill your lives with a little bit of drunken rambling from two semi-tipsy Tasmanian boys.
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't spend our entire time tipsy. Our jobs kind of mean that we would would cop a bit of heat if we turned up half tipsy.
0: Yeah, this is true.
1: But in our spare times, we do like to spend it waffling to each other and you, mm. and yeah, tasting a few tasty little drams. And
0: we do have some tasty drams to come tonight, so I think we get into it, don't you?
1: Absolutely. Mm. Let's do it. Oh, I just heard a por- uh, pop, cock. <laughs> <laughs> the waffle.
0: So last episode, Ted, we we waffled a bit about how you make whiskey, and one area we shall we say glossed over.
1: We we could say that we glossed over. We we, it, we it. it was a highly like we, we were buffing it quite vigorously with our elbows. Mm,
0: yeah, <laughs> true. Um, it was very polished by the end, um, which is something that you can't really say about any other aspect of our production. Um, <laughs> but we we talked about distillation.
1: We did. And we talked sort of generally about how you make uh, whiskey. Mm. And it was a very sort of, yeah, short and brutal and um, it was, it was down fun to earth though, wasn't version. It? it was fun. Yeah, I, I had hope- fun. Yeah, I had fun. I hope the listeners had fun. Yeah. But we talked about some bits and pieces that you actually have to do um, when you're making whiskey. I, th- I, think, I think probably one of the key bits of whiskey making in general is the distillation bit. Ted, Ted, I think we need to talk about gear. Whose gear? My gear? Um, both of our gear. It's pretty
0: impressive, I must say. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, it's not as impressive as some of the big boys of the
1: scene. Ooh. Now we're talking. Oh yes,
0: and of course, by the scene we mean the pourogue. I mean the um, distilling <laughs> scene. The distilling scene.
1: Yep, <laughs> yep. There's 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 a certain bit of kit which makes the whole whiskey making like possible. Some of them are really long. Some of them are really f- sorry. We stopped that joke already. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Yeah, I mean some of them are quite short and stubby.
0: Yeah, this this is true. This is true. We are of course talking about the device that you really use for distillation. What's it called, Ted? The still, I believe. Which came first, the word distill or
1: a still? That's a good question. One I s- should I have suspect looked up before beginning this topic. Yeah. I suspect probably neither. There was probably mm. a different word yeah. in like Arabic or something. <laughs> which is so the ancient Arabic world is where distillation is meant to be have been invented. The um yeah the sort of I think I'm probably gonna someone's gonna definitely write an angry letter, but it was probably <laughs> like the uh, the sort of Saracen academics invented the art of distillation Hmm. um, and then it spread from there through the ancient world and got up to the north of the British Isles and their associated islands where there was an almighty argument about (laughs) who invented uh, distillation of whiskey first. Was it the Irish or was it the Scottish? And that is a whole
0: another discussion.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that another time.
0: But let's talk about let's talk about um, the process of distillation and what a still actually is.
1: Well, a still is essentially just a big kettle. It's mm. a it's a vessel. It's a vessel yeah. that you put some liquid in and you heat using some sort of power source. Yep. And it heats up the liquid inside and evaporates it all the way up to the top. Yep, all the way up to the top. Now, so you
0: really need something to turn that gas back into a liquid.
1: Yeah, and so then you use some sort of cooling method to. Uh, uh, cool the gas down and it recondenses mm. and falls into a collection jar.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, generally it is called a condenser that it falls down. There is lots of different types around.
1: Yeah. Um, lovely big worm tubs up in
0: Talisker Distillery I saw because the weather out there is pretty cold.
1: Worm tubs? You mean tubs full of worms? That's yeah, disgusting. I That's
0: disgusting. I know. But the worms are really good at at. Cooling, cooling down gas and turning it back to a liquid How again. How on earth
1: do they do that? Well, it's just that the tubes are
0: so sort of thin and worm-like. That's why they get their name.
1: Ah, so what you mean is you've got these whole bunch of little tubes that pass through a big tub of water mm. and that cools down the liquid. Exactly. Ah. But here is my question, Ted. What?
0: Well, why bother going to the whole trouble of evaporating something into a gas and then having it just condense back to a liquid again?
1: Well... The whole principle of distillation works on the fact that uh, different chemicals, which Mm. essentially that's what um, we're dealing with. Water is a chemical, um, H2O, alcohol is a chemical and you've got different sorts of alcohols um, and it's the alcohol we're after. We're after ethanol in particular, but you have a whole bunch of other... um, Oh, so much. Yeah, whole bunch of other chemicals um, going in there. They all have different boiling points, different points at which they'll evaporate. What happens when you stick the liquid in the still and heat it up? You start getting different uh, compounds evaporating at different times. Mm. So at the start of the um, run, when the very sort of the most volatile compounds uh, start boiling off, that's your things like your methanols, yeah. which we don't want. This is one of the really great things: is that they come off at different times, and so you can actually get rid of the stuff that you don't want, yeah, like the methanol.
0: Of course, there is a bit of sort of Bleeding between the different sections, but Mm. this is what makes a distiller worth his or her salt. Like they know when the cut point is. They know that this has got enough good stuff and you know not much bad stuff. This is what's going to go in the barrels.
1: Mm. But yeah, so that that's essentially the principle that they're working on. They'll they'll sort of heat it up. They'll get rid of the bits they don't want. They'll keep the bits that they do. Um, The other thing it does is so you can concentrate whatever you're collecting. So if you get rid of certain things, like if you get rid of most of the water, if you get rid of the nasty things, you're left with a more pure... You're left um, with the flavour. Yeah, you're left with the flavour and you're left mm. with a more pure collection of, say, like the ethanol, which is what you're after. Yeah, there's a bit of character left, yeah, though, I'd say. Say you distill, uh, s- distill some spirit once, you're probably going to have a reasonable chunk of water left in that. Mm. It's not all going to get separated out. So what can you do next, Nick? Well, distill again. Yep. Get rid of some more water. Get rid of some more water. And so then your alcohol percentage from your first run, which is... About 26,
0: I think. Yeah, Yeah, about about
1: 26%. It
0: goes up to... Oh, well, that's when it comes off. It starts coming off around 80%, but generally averages out at around the high to mid 60s.
1: What happens if you distill it a third time?
0: If you distill a third time, it just goes up. It goes through the roof, depending on your still, but it could get up in the, the mid-90s.
1: Yeah, it's pretty potent stuff. What about a fourth time? Um,
0: then you get rocket fuel.
1: Yeah, which James May can use to power a vehicle around Ireland. Yep,
0: good old Brooklady X4.
1: Yep. So, yeah, so that's kind of the, one of the sort of the chemical principles of distilling. Mm. Um, what about the equipment itself then? Well, so we've yeah, talked it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, we've talked about how a still is kind of just like a kettle... But there's some particular things about them. It's, it's not like you jug on your uh, kitchen bench.
0: No, this is it. I mean, one of the most important things to take into account is what it's made of. And this is crucial because a lot of distillers, and in fact, I'd say almost all distillers, will tell you that copper is best.
1: Yeah, I think I think they probably phased out the wooden still <laughs> yeah. quite a quite a bit back in the day. When they set it on fire on yeah. their first test run. Yeah.
0: Why is copper good? There's a part of the metal which bonds with the chemicals in the um, distilled spirit that takes out the stuff you don't want.
1: And one of those things in particular is your sulfates. Mm. Now, sulfates can have some nasty effects on the body. though. They're, they're like, uh, responsible for giving you hangovers yep. and things, and they can taste pretty nasty. Yeah. Um, copper bonds with sulfates to create copper sulfate, which... Is blue. It's bright blue. It's really bright blue. Like, it's it's pretty interesting to actually see at the end of sort of a distillation, particularly if, say, you use a bit of um, filter paper to collect the copper sulfate because it's... The blueness. Yeah, it's it, it actually forms a um, precipitate. Yeah. It's bright blue. Really, really cool. And basically, as cool as it is,
0: you don't want to drink that stuff.
1: No, you don't want to drink that stuff, which is why most steels are made out of copper. Now... Some aren't.
0: No, you get stainless steel stills, which is fun to say. Let's try it together. Stainless Stainless steel steel stills. stills. That wasn't
1: actually that hard. No. Uh, We need more whiskey, Ted. (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, Yeah, you do get stainless uh, steel stills, Mm -hmm. but as a general rule, they'll usually include some portion of them as copper.
0: Yeah, um, maybe on the neck, the line arm up the top where it sort of joins on the condenser.
1: Yeah, so we should probably actually talk about some of the bits. So your basic, your basic still that most sort of places or most places used to use, the old form, is what's called a pot still.
0: Yeah, and a pot still, um, it does look a bit pottish, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it kind of does what it says on the tin. It's basically just a big big sort of big vessel um, that's used to hold the whiskey. You put the heat source underneath. It's got a neck. That goes upwards because obviously spirit evaporates upwards, yep. and then what you usually have coming off the top of that is what's called, as Nick mentioned before, a linearm or mm. linarm. I've never yeah. been quite certain.
0: Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the word line and then the word arm, but maybe maybe they blend together to form it's, some sort
1: it's, it's spelled it's spelled l y n e though. So is it yes. I can't spell, so that's fine. Okay, that's yeah, fair yeah. enough.
0: You can't do maths. I can't spell. This is how we operate.
1: Yep. How we make
0: up for each other's deficiencies.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that line arm is partly what you use for uh, condensing the spirit because mm. once, once the gas sort of hits the top and starts going down again through the arm, it's cooling off. It's getting further and further away from the heat source and will hopefully precipitate into liquid.
0: Yeah. Now, a pot still is... When you think about it, quite a simple bit of equipment. Not cheap, but simple. Um, There's not too many complicated things going on there. Yeah. Um, And it's been around for hundreds of years. And because it is quite simple, it actually doesn't narrow down the sorts of chemicals coming Mm. over the top. You actually get a lot of different sort of um, little esters and little sort of um, compounds. And what you get is a lot of character from pot stills. And that's why single malt scotch whiskey, or indeed a lot of whiskies around the world, they will use pot stills because they want that character. Yeah.
1: Vodka makers
0: not no, so much. They don't want that character.
1: Yeah, and the shape of the still actually will change the character a bit. You can they're mostly sort of, as we said, a bulbous bit on the bottom with the neck and an arm off the top. But you can make them in different shapes and different sizes. Some are really sort of wide, some are short and squat, some some are really tall.
0: Yeah, little bubbles in them called onion necks or other various... So, a very very
1: tall still, a very high tall still will generally make a lighter spirit Mm. because what happens is the heavier compounds in the whiskey can't... They're heavier, aren't they? Yeah, they're heavier. They can't get up as high. So, what they do is they sort of get up as high as they can and then they fall back down. Mm. And so you're only getting those... don't make
0: it. It's like the little engine that couldn't. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whereas a really short, fat squat still... Mm, Like Abelow. Yeah, like Abelow. That's going to have all those really heavy, oily Oily compounds all sort of spill over. Um, And that's, yeah, that's where you get those really rich, character-driven whiskeys. And
0: often those ones are the ones that need more age.
1: They do, because you need to sort of iron out some of those kinks that come out of these uh these uh heavier molecules
0: mm. but i think it's time ted we talked about an alternate type of still no more pot stills no let's more talk pot stills. about a reflux still or a column still
1: or what's the other name coffee still which is the opposite of sparkling coffee
0: yeah <laughs> no nothing to do with nothing to do with the well, I suppose it is to do with beverages, but it's still to do with
1: spirits. Yep. No, that's that's not coffee as in the uh the bean. That is Mr. Coffee, I believe.
0: Yeah, Phineas Coffee.
1: Phineas Coffee. Yes, there you an go. an
0: Irishman who yep. tried to um sell this brand new type of steel to his Irish um
1: comrades and they weren't interested. Yep. And so he hoofed over to England, mm, up to Scotland. Up to Scotland and said, "Here,
0: um, let's patent this and let's do it in Scotland. So now, back
1: says. in those days, I'm pretty sure the Irish whiskey scene was going absolutely gangbusters. They were actually the dominant force, whereas mm. the Scots were kind of a bit bit in decline. Actually, I think.
0: Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't smashing it. The um, the Irish. They were. They were beginning to suffer a few setbacks, and there was more to come. But we'll talk about that in another episode. Mm. Um, so the Scots lapped it up. Um, this this new coffee still or. A column still what's the um what's the differences ted, and this is where we get really technical
1: well this uh, it's it, it's also called a continuous still yeah I believe. It's got lots of names, yeah, but the continuous still names. is a or a um fractionation still oh here we go <laughs> but the those probably those two terms um continuous and fractionation are probably the most important uh points here mm. so um we talked
0: about the the little engine that couldn't. Yep. That um, that spirit that tried to go up as it evaporated into gas, then fell back down again.
1: Yep. So that's, what, that's the whole point. Yeah, really. In a in a pot still, you've pretty much got one exit point. Mm-hmm. Everything has to go up to the top, and exit through that point. And if things are too heavy, they just can't get up there. And we also spoke before about how you've up. got different densities in your molecules, and they'll they'll sort of boil off at different times. What you can do with a column still is that you've got lots and lots of different ports, uh, exit points, all the way up the still. All the way up the column. All the way up the column. Mm. Um, Little windows. Yeah. And what happens is that your particular molecule, molecule A, which, say, is your very lightest one, will be able to go right up to the very top of the still, and it will get to that point, and it will come out through that uh, exit point at the top of the still. Lots of molecule A. Lots of molecule A.
0: Delicious. Love me some molecule A.
1: Yeah, now molecule, say, E, is a lot heavier. Mm. So that will go up and it won't be able to get quite as high. But luckily for uh, molecule E, there's another exit point lower down on the steel, which it can get through. Basically, think of them as cup sizes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Don't know if I can clear that. Um. The very biggest ones are the lowest. Yep. <laughs> anyway, continuing on. So, what you can do is you can get all these different products um, coming off. And it's also called a continuous still because you can just keep pumping. Um, stick more spirit in there. Yeah, stick more spirit in it. Keep it boiling. Keep it coming off. Mm-hmm. And, and
0: because of this process, it ends up coming off really high alcohol. Mm. Um, this is where vodka makers can get like 96% spirit almost. Yep. Don't drink that stuff. Just, no. just a little bit of an aside.
1: yeah. But what it also means you can do is you can capture exactly the components that you want mm. and then you can mix them together if that's your desire um, and create exactly the spirit you're sort of after. Love me some molecule A, B, C, D and a little bit E. Yeah. Now, see, people kind of sort of say that column steels just don't quite have the character that a pot steel does. To quote the Irish in the 1800s, they called it a silent spirit. Mm. and that's and that they use that to mean that it just yeah it was it was lacking in character it's kind of just neutral spirit yeah but for blenders Mm. that neutral spirit is gold especially
0: if you're doing things that are not barley like grain um, like wheat or things like that
1: yeah pot stills are pretty inefficient and they take a lot of resources and they take time to uh, run and manage you can only do
0: them once let it cool down again yeah
1: Whereas a column still, continuous still, you can just keep pumping out spirit yep. all day long. So, what the what the blenders worked out they could do is you get like majority of your spirit as your silent spirit off your uh, mm. column still <laughs> and use that as your base for your blend. And then on top of that, you get these interesting characterful little... Uh, um, amounts of spirit from your single, like your uh, ones that are using pot stills, generally your single malt whiskeys. A
0: bunch of individual single malts, yeah. Yeah. Blend them all together.
1: And you get a... Johnny
0: Walker Red! Yay! Woo! Best whiskey in the world! <laughs> well, maybe later this episode, Ted, we can talk about a blend, which is what Johnny Walker tries to be.
1: Ah, yes, that that's a good idea. Mm. But yeah, that's, I mean, we've kind of done it in a bit of a butchered roundabout way and mm. people will probably go, Oh no, you didn't mention this and you didn't mention that. Uh, but did mention a lot, but we didn't mention a lot. We didn't mention a lot. Forgive us, forgive us. We could we could really bog ourselves down and probably also get some things wrong about the really technical fine details. No, let's,
0: let's, let's have a really heated social media debate about it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Go on, <laughs> get stuck into us. We, we can take you. Yeah. But there you go. That's stills. We hope it was kind of interesting for you. Um, if not, it was interesting for us. It wasn't. We we enjoy talking about it. Hmm. And uh, stills stills in themselves are also have also got their own character. Like, if you think about some of the stills, say, at like Ardbeg or Lagavulin, one of those places that's been going for over 200 years, um, oh. s- some of those stills have got the, all their own little sort of nuances and idiosyncrasies and And it's actually interesting uh, um yeah it just
0: comes from just comes from every unique characteristic about that still
1: yeah and they they sort of talk about like times when they've because eventually stills do run out one of the things that happen with stills particularly copper ones is that there's that um capture of copper sulfate that actually corrodes the Thins it out from thins, the inside. Thins the steel. So they have to actually replace bits sometimes. Mm. Now, for these really old steels, what they'll do, at least that's what they say they do, is that they hammer in every little ding that's accumulated on the steel over the years. They recreate those on the new piece. Yeah. So then it captures that magical sort yeah, of...
0: Captures the magic. The same magic. Yeah, the, the same consistent magic. consistent magic they've been getting.
1: Yeah. Just mm. that certain character that that old still had. Yeah. Do you reckon it works? Who knows? I mean they say that I think I think it was at was at like like a or something. They were talking about they replaced a bit and they didn't do this and the old the old Stillman were just sort of complaining that mm-hmm. it just didn't wasn't quite right and so they went and hammered in all the bits and then they were like, Oh yep, no, nah. That's yeah. that's just the way it's meant to be.
0: Spent the morning banging their head against the wall. Yeah. By that stage, they had a big enough dent that it started <laughs> tasting like it was meant to. Mm. Mm. But anyway, that an interesting is, topic.
1: That is the waffle about stills. Yeah. We yeah. may revisit this at some point. We, Maybe if people uh, shouted us enough yeah. about everything we got we've got wrong, we'll do some more yeah. reading up beforehand. But it's
0: appropriate waffle because we started talking half an hour ago and we're
1: still going. I know. We did say we'd. Before we actually started this section, we actually said, "Uh, we'll just do a quick one here.
0: Yeah, five minutes, that's that's enough.
1: Yeah, and so, of course, we have kept waffling.
0: We're still going.
1: I like it, like it, like it, like it, la la like it, la la like it, it, go waffling all over the world. The Whiskey. Nick,
0: you have a whiskey there. I do. Well, right. I have a bottle here. I don't have a glass. I sat that somewhere. You
1: should get that first. What it's I... over there. I see it. Oh, God. I just got comfortable. All right, then. Okay, I'm back. Okay, sorry. I yeah. had to fill in with some elevator music.
0: Yeah, it was, it was nice elevator music.
1: Now, Nick, back to my point. You have a bottle over there, Yeah, and I... I feel like I disagree with you on how to pronounce it.
0: Yes, I think that's the very first debate. Okay, so we'll spell it first, and then you guys can come up with your own initial thoughts. So,
1: S-P-I-C-A. Right. What do you reckon that spells? What do you reckon it spells? Well, I don't... Look, it it could be speaker. Mm -hmm. Or it could be spicer. Yeah, spice is very Australian. Very Australian.
0: Um, I don't know. I just I'm a musician, so I think speaker. Yeah, but um, Spicer,
1: Spiker, Spiker. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. But anyway, this is a bottle produced by North Star Spirits. They're independent bottlers or blenders or well, they've got a they've got a few different products out there. But this is the first one I've tried. Okay, mm.
1: that's interesting. This is a blend. The the label on it mm. is bright red. Well, it's mm. actually kind of a blood red. Well, it almost matches the whiskey because this I is know. quite a deep red hue, isn't it? It's really weird how closely the whiskey in that bottle matches the label. It, yeah. It's one of the darkest whiskeys I've seen. the thing with
0: some of these independent bottling teams? They have fantastic marketing. Anyway, so this one is the North Star, and this one um, is called Speaker or Spicer, and it is a 20-year-old blend. Wow. Hmm.
1: That's, I mean, that's quite impressive. You don't often see it, do
0: you? Do we um, know what's
1: blended in it?
0: Uh, no, we don't. Well, at least not according to the bottle. If I did more research, then sure. But let us know in the comments. Starshine. Mm. But anyway, so a few of the stats. Um, so I said it's 20 years. It was distilled in 1997, bottled in 2018. Only mm-hmm. 1,000 bottles were made. And this is 45.2%.
1: 45.2, not mm. a bad percentage. It,
0: it says cask strength on the bottle, although
1: 45.2 is a very weak cask strength. So I would not call that cask strength, but well, then may- again, it is 20-year-old. so mm, well, Maybe
0: they put in the barrel very low or they just had a heap of angels mm. attack them. But anyway, yeah, so this is a blend. So we were talking about Silent Spirit and using your, your grain, grain whiskey as a base, but there is quite a lot of single malt in here. From
1: mystery locations. Ooh, mystery like. Lo- well, so where where is um where is speaker from anyway? Like, just as a general, where does that uh, bottle hail from? Scotland. Scotland. And uh, this was bottled in Glasgow. I guess um, but cultural hub of the world. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, don't hold Commonwealth Games there for nothing, Ted. Um, but yeah, this is essentially just—it's a blend of grain and barley. It's matured in a combination of sherry and bourbon. Um, you can spot the sherry, really. Can you? Mm. Can you smell it?
1: like—it's it, the whiskey equivalent of um, barbecue shapes. Mm. It's flavour that you can see.
0: Hey, nice. But yeah, can you smell that sherry though? Because that's—I get a massive whiff of it.
1: It's super rich on the nose. Mm. It it's actually very impressive, mm-hmm. and and look the color of it certainly like you look at it and you think this is going to be a really rich whiskey, yeah, and it s- is.
0: You smell it and you think of a of a Macallan or a Dalmore or a mm. or a Glendronic. Maybe it's not quite to that level, but um, you do think of some of these these sherryed Highland
1: or Speyside whiskies. So actually, compared to say a Dalmore or mm-hmm. Macallan Twelve, not or a this, Macallan. Like, these how much, Macallan, how much how much does it cost compared to say a 20-year-old a whiskey here. I mean, it's a blend, but...
0: 20-year-old yep. Macallan um, compared to a 20-year-old this. It's probably um, about $1,000 compared to $100. This one, of course, being the $100 option. Mm. Actually, I think it was less than that. I think it was about 90-something. That's Australian. pretty good
1: value. And it it, it's smooth, too.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Um, it is a blend. So, yeah. it's got... It's going to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of something else. So you probably notice a tiny bit of spice, a tiny bit of smoke. Um, But it's also probably disappears quite quickly because of that grain base.
1: Yeah. Look, I think it actually has a bit of a characteristic that it shares with uh, some of the richer wines. I think it's Mm. got a black currantiness to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Some of the best wines have a bit of black currant to it.
1: Oh, Ted. What? I've just discovered why
0: it's called speaker or spicer. It's because it comes from the Latin phrase, ear of wheat. Ah. Mm. So if it's Latin, is it a soft C
1: or a hard C? Could be hard. <laughs> Neither of us studied. S- it's a hard studied. question. Yeah. The, the, the majority of Latin that both of us studied was in asterisks.
0: Yeah, this is true. But a lot of Roman names do start with a C and it's a hard C. Yeah. It's so like Cassius.
1: Um, Hard
0: C, two S's.
1: Cassius Clay, the famous boxer. Mm,
0: Yeah, exactly. He was a Latin hero. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm thinking it might be a hard C. This is what the listeners really want to know. They don't care what it tastes like. They want to know how to pronounce it.
1: Oh, that's what everyone's shouting at at their uh, device about. Mm. It's a hard C, damn you! Mm. You fools!
0: (laughs) Um, But anyway, it's... It's just it does have a bit of everything, which is what mm. blends do. Sometimes it's to the blend's detriment in my opinion because it's almost too much like a, it's a jack of all trades and a master of none.
1: Mm. Well, is this this actually masters in quite a few little uh areas? True. Cherry on the nose. Cherry Spice on the mouth. On
0: the pa- yeah, and there's still sherry on the on the palate it's too. It's rich and fruity mm. on the mouth. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> bit peppery. Look, Johnny Walker Red. Mm.
0: And this is my point. <laughs> This is what Johnny Walker aspires to be.
1: Yeah. I've
0: never had a, a, a Johnny Walker that, that really
1: ticks all the boxes that this one does. We've had the blue. Mm, we have. And it's it's fine. Yeah. And that and that's really what I can say about it. It's fine, but it's not
0: It's 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 inoffensive. It's
1: not two hundred bucks. No, it's not fine.
0: No, we've had the we've had the platinum. We yeah. don't re- we don't really remember
1: it, but um The plat- the platinum's very cold. The green's all right. The green?
0: Yeah, I haven't had it for ages, the green. The green mm. is a vatted malt, so there's no silent spirit in the green at all. It's, it's a, mm. a mixture of single malts. But, mm. you know, if you want a vatted malt, just get some monkey shoulder. Mm. the price of a green label, you can get two.
1: Yep. But look, this is one of the most characterful blends I've ever had. It's, mm. it's rich, it's funky, it's fun. It tastes like it's been made by whiskey
0: nerds. And I say this with the highest of praise because I am myself a whiskey nerd. Um and it tastes like it's been made by people that, ooh, I want a bit of this. This is a great fight. Ooh, let's put a tiny dash of smoke at the end. Yeah, gimme some of that.
1: It's like it's like a really charismatic curvy lady. Ooh. He's starting start an analogy. This is good.
0: Oh that's that's it. <laughs> He stopped analogy. That's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's an interesting one, isn't it? But S P I C A. Look just out for this one. Sa- saunters,
1: saunters across the room and gives you a cheeky wink. Yeah. And <laughs> just, just makes you feel really good. No. <laughs> yeah, no, look out for it. I, I'm sure it's still
0: available, but it is, there was is only 1,000 bottles. Mm. In the world stage, that's not much.
1: And we have uh, one of them mm. right here. Well,
0: we have a fifth of one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. enjoying it too much.
1: Yeah. Tell, tell, tell the uh, ladies and gentlemen what you just told me before about your, uh, about your approach to uh, drinking bottles.
0: Yeah, well, this is the thing. I open a bottle, a brand new bottle. It's very exciting. I've got a whole bottle there. And so, therefore, I revisit it quite regularly um, in the weeks and months that follow it. And then I realize that it's starting to get a bit low. And then I get a bit protective. I'm like, I don't want to keep drinking this. It's going to run out. No. Life is short. Things come to an end. And so, I just leave the last little bit in the bottle for a little while. Possibly too long. When I eventually go back to it, it's oxidized and I have to chuck it out. But, yeah. you know, I'm just I'm just not cut out for endings.
1: Yeah. You just got to be brave. Man
0: up. Mm. Drink that shit. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's um, sage
1: advice. Fellow wafflers, sage advice. I can fit a Glen Can between my mouth and the microphone. Mystery whiskey. Help, everything's dark.
0: Yeah, that's because I asked you to close your eyes.
1: Oh, is that it?
0: Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do, Ted, is I'm going to just nip up and uh, grab a nip of whiskey, and I'm going to not tell you what it is. Not tell me what it is? Well, until you've uh, had a few sips, all right? Is is this going to be
1: a mystery whiskey? It is going to be a mystery whiskey.
0: Well, at least it's not for me, um, but it is going to be a mystery from you, but... For all of our listeners out there, we've decided to let you in on my secret. So, in just a moment, you're going to hear a message from future me, telling you all about what this whiskey is.
1: Cue the time machine.
0: Okay, this is Nick from the future butting in. I'm, I've just got Ted to look completely silly by trying to identify... The Tasmanian Independent Butlers, or Tib, release from the Flurio Distillery. Or is it the Floro Distillery? Or is it the Flurio? Anyway, pronunciation aside, he's about to suffer. Can I open my eyes yet? You may open your eyes. Oh my god, it's green! <laughs> it's not that mysterious. Open them again.
1: Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Dodgy contact lens.
0: Yeah, so I've given you a dram that you don't know what it is.
1: I don't know what it so is. So
0: you can't be biased in your opinions about it. So when you have a sniff and have a have a swallow.
1: Oh, that's shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: that's a concern.
1: Yeah. Mm. it's Different though, isn't it? Okay, let me, I'll just, just had a little bit of a sniff. Um, yeah, it's all, right. mm. it's all right. It's all right, it's all right. Yeah. Um it is whiskey. It it could be. I I probably I'm assuming I'm assuming it probably is. Hmm. It's a bit biscuity on the uh palate. No oh, no, the nose. I mean I was gonna say we tried already. No. I'm forgetting which part of my body is which. <laughs> it's one of those nights.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. It's got this I don't know, there there is a hint of sweetness on the nose though. A bit of toffee. It's Therefore. a bit of a mystery for me, too, because I've
1: only just opened it. Could there be some corn in there? I don't know. Maybe. Nah. Maybe? I'm mm. not
0: ruling it out. No.
1: Yeah. Um, right. Well, let's have a try. Oh, that's got a different flavor. Mm.
0: That's quite that's quite long, isn't it? Mm. Actually, it's... There's it a bit like,
1: of soapiness there or something. Builds up. Continues building mm. up that palate. Apple apple yeah. apples mm. it's calvados isn't it <laughs> curious mm.
0: curious i thought i might surprise you with this one what what uh, part of the world do you think it comes from i just want to say like canada or canada yeah <laughs> it's not a rye, Ted. it's not a rye
1: no i've been drinking a lot of rye oh like is it is I it no. european no mm. oh no it just there was a similar no, it's not easy. after brexit anyway oh, oh, oh. <laughs> No, there's a similarity to like a French one that I've had, I oh, think. Yeah. Uh, should I just go listing places around the world until like everyone's like, this guy knows nothing. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, You got a cask type? <sighs> it's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit whiny or something.
0: Okay. It's not though.
1: Okay. Um,
0: whiny, I, I agree with you. I think it's got a bit of wine to it, but it's not.
1: No. Okay. Actually, yeah. Is, is it a sherry or? A... It's a sherry. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, there is a hint of sweetness, mm. and it's almost after that the spicy finish is gone, it leaves you with this sort of sultana-y aftertaste. So that means taste. it's
1: Pedro Jimenez?
0: Maybe? Could be. I don't it doesn't, doesn't mm. say. It just says sherry.
1: Okay, so it's a place that uses Spanish, maybe Spanish, sherry casks.
0: It certainly uses sherry casks.
1: Mm. That doesn't really narrow it down. It doesn't really narrow it down, does no. it? Um, right, is it from Scotland? No? No. I was just taking a punt there. No. <laughs> I had I had a feeling that it was going to be no, but mm. Hmm. Is it from the southern hemisphere? Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah. so it's from the southern hemisphere. Is it from Australia? Yes, it is. Okay. Is it from mainland Australia?
0: Yes, it is. Well, yes it is. Australia.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, oh, you seem a bit confusedly. Originally Origi- originally from mainland Australia. Mm. Has it come across to Tasmania at some point? It may have done. Huh. Well, we're drinking it in Tasmania, aren't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it yes. may have also come across before then.
1: It may have come across before then. Is it independently aged? It is independently aged. Is it... Inf- what is it? Infamous Australian distillery? No. Uh, something something rather... A
0: renowned New South Wales distillery. Renowned New South ah, Wales distillery. Going with this? No, it's not. Oh, okay. No, you see, I, I know what you're talking about. A renowned New South Wales distillery. Just to give our listeners some some um, feedback, this is the name given by uh, Tasmania Independent Bottlers Tib um, to some New South Wales spirit they got in and aged. And for some reason, they came to an agreement with the distillery that they didn't name it, so they called it a renowned New South Wales distillery.
1: It doesn't taste strong enough to be Tib, though. Like, oh, the like the the alcohol level doesn't feel strong enough. And Tib, bear Tib. in
0: mind that Tib is not Hartwood.
1: Yeah, Tib is not Hartwood. It is the little uh, the little brother of Hartwood. Mm. But even then, I sort of kind of think in them, maybe I've just had too much whiskey tonight. Mm. We just went from a 60%, bear in mind. We did just go from a car strength. Um, is it a tip? It is a tip, yes. It is a tip. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. interesting.
0: This is the softest... What, what, what other independent butlers get stuff from the mainland in Tasmania? Yeah, well, that well, that's
1: where I was heading with it, but it's not... Uh, so it's not renowned New South Wales No, it is distillery. not. Uh, is, it, uh, is it the Archie Rose one?
0: I look forward to the Archie Rose one, but I don't think they've oh. done one yet, so no.
1: Do we know where this is from? I do,
0: yes. You don't, because okay. it's a mystery.
1: Okay. Um, no, so just, it's a
0: mainland just... distillery. So let's... And you've tried... Tim Boone. You've tried some of this mainland distillery before, oh, but it's not Tim Boone, it's not
1: Starwood. Is it from Victoria? No. Blackgate? No. No. Do you want to guess a state? So it's not Victoria. No. New South Wales? No. Western Australia? No. Queensland? <laughs> no. No. You've only got one left. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking is this is this like It's not Castlewen. Or Big Black Big Black Cock. No, it's not. There's only one state left, Ted. South Australia. It is from South Australia. South Australia. Okay. What's in... Uh, so, we've, what? We've got Flurio. It's not Flurio, is it? Is it Fleurio? <laughs> it's... Well,
0: it depends how you pronounce it. Fleurio? It is a Tib from Fleurio Distillery. Really? It's it very
1: interesting. Now... Here it is. There it is. I see it. It's got the... It's got the uh, Tib uh, Red Tasmanian Tiger on it. Yeah,
0: the very first one. Well, Actually, I don't know. It's the very first release from Flurio, but it's um cast number Tib FL 6 sherry cask, and it is forty nine percent.
1: Yeah, right. It's it's very soft tasting. Mm. We've had Flurio before. We've had the the
0: single malt. Mod- yeah, oh, I've had a couple of different ones.
1: Yeah, I've had a couple of different ones, and I've, yeah, they're they're good. We I'm, really like Flurio. I am. Really taken by Floro,
0: Floro, Florio, Floro. When he's go to South Australia and find this out, but I'm I'm really taken by them. I think that they have got a lot of potential. I'm really excited by their releases, so that's why I couldn't resist buying. Tip yeah, Floro.
1: that's that's fantastic. Mm. I really like that.
0: It's got a bit of sweetness, but you only discover the sweetness after you've already sat the glass down after taking a sip. Like it's not there initially.
1: Mm. No, the sweet yeah. I see what you it mean. It sort of grows on your sweetness. creeps on you. Yeah.
0: Mm. No, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Mm. It's something a little bit different.
1: A little bit different? A little bit fancy?
0: A little bit unique? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ted, for starting that. Yeah, um, yeah um, I was really interested to see where it goes because, like, like I said, um, it's a distillery I respect from the small amount of releases I've tried, but... I greatly respect what Tim Duckett does down with his independent bottling. Yeah. So if anyone can be trusted in looking after a good spirit, it's it's Mr. Duckett and mm. Co. And this is what this is the first one they've done.
1: It's it's I wanted like, to be there and get on this, so. It's like having someone shove a velvet glove down your throat. <laughs> and then take it out again or it just stays there. No, it just stays there and sort of soft, softly caresses your tongue.
0: Yeah, yeah, until it eventually dissolves. I mean, you know, there's 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 a little bit of spice, that's just the the, the shoving aspect. but um yeah, it's a nice shoving. <laughs> anyway, so this is Flurio, yeah. Flureau. Fluro. It's the same name as the peninsula, but Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm got Those a soft guys spot for do the distillery really good stuff down yeah. there. Nice. Mystery. Solved. Mystery solved. Oh, sit that down there, and I hope I've put the cork on
0: properly. Oh, no, Ted, you've no, lost shit. your, you've lost your fluoro. No, I haven't.
1: It landed on its
0: base. What? <laughs> it landed on its base. Oh, if, the, if you do if you want any further proof that Glen Cairns are best, then look no further. I mean, I- he knocked it off the chair, and it landed on its base. Man, Nick, I am stuffed. Yeah, waffling takes that out of you, doesn't it?
1: Just dripping with sweat here. Yeah,
0: sitting on a chair, drinking whiskey, talking, gosh.
1: I am cre- incredibly unfit, though. So. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Aren't we all?
0: No, um, no, in all seriousness, um, we got through a lot. I, I think we covered some really good stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, the, the, all the topics that we actually managed to fit in. It's pretty amazing, really, when you consider... All the waffle that has to be edited out later. Yeah. Thanks for that, Ted. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I get enthusiastic sometimes and it just all pours out. Yeah, yeah, but not like your actual whiskey. That managed to stay upright tonight. I know, that was amazing. Magic. How co- did not spill, well, uh, there's maybe a drop down there, but... Shh, it's okay. Didn't spill a drop. Yep.
0: Good job, Ted. And uh, good job, Wafflers, for sticking with us until the end of this episode. Um, We will catch you next time. But please check us out on www.whiskeywaffle.com.
1: On our Facebook page.
0: Um, There is a Twitter and an Instagram.
1: And you can also contact us by the ever-trusty and faithful carrier pigeon. Yeah. Or email. Or email. You can do that (laughs) too.
0: Yep. Till next time. Keep on waffling. And sell plums. Whiskey Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that, or at least they would have if we actually had lawyers.
1: Did you just vibrate <laughs> um, I when you talked ex- about my gear?
0: I get excited talking about your gear, Ted. I, 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 I can't deny it.